potato changed my life Baked potato showed me the way If you want to know what is wrong from right You must listen to what potatoes say Wash your hands and stay indoors Thank you, baked potato Only visit grocery stores Thank you, baked potato And if you want to have a better day You must listen to what the baked potatoes say Keep your distance, make some space Thank you, baked potato Remember not to touch your face Thank you, baked potato And if you want to have a better day You must listen to what the baked potato say Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our second episode of Happy Head, Happy Heart, our podcast for all the children and friends of Balmedi Primary School. I hope you enjoyed a bit of Matt Lucas there and Baked Potato, the fantastic Feed the the NHS um, song that he's released at the moment. Um, I really love it, and I I think it brings a big smile to everyone's face. So, So, yeah, so that was our soundtrack to start the podcast this week. Now we're going to be exploring two topics this week, all linked with that little voice inside your head. Um, Now we're going to do a little exercise. Um, So you're going to need a piece of A4 paper um, and a pen or a whiteboard and a pen. And um, if you need to pause the podcast now to run and get that, then go ahead. And just like last week, we have a supporting document that has some really good links um, for you and there are two readings this week um, which I hope you will listen to and enjoy. I've had some great feedback. Uh, thank you so much to the people who have either contacted me directly or through their teachers to say that they've really enjoyed listening to the podcast and it's helped in one way or another. So this week it's we're really focusing on that self-talk and that positive self-talk you might be wondering what self-talk is. Well, it's that little voice inside your head, the voice that helps you do your mental maths to hold those numbers, um, or the little voice inside your head that sounds out a really tricky word or that you're trying to read or write. Um, It's that self-talk that tells you kind of what to do, reminds you to brush your teeth, um, to wash your hands. It's that little voice inside your head that sometimes makes you worry or anxious um, and that's that it's that little voice we're going to work with today. Before we do that though let's just remind ourselves that the main thing we all need to remember right now is that this is a very strange and unusual time. It's okay to be worried, it's okay to feel upset, it's okay to feel sad or even angry about not being at school Um, or not seeing your friends, or feel like you've maybe been cheated out of school events, and perhaps some of our P7s might relate to that. It's okay to maybe be worried about when you go back to school. Um, It's okay to really miss these big parts of our lives. We're all experiencing the exact same, and we're all feeling lots of different emotions. Um, But it's really good to label those emotions and those feelings Maybe if I asked you right now how you were feeling, you would automatically just say, well, I'm fine. Um, But today we want to explore um, the thought that what if we used other words rather than just the word fine? 
To do that, we're going to do a little exercise and explore some words that describe how we're feeling and understand that using these words will help us explain some of the actions that we are displaying um, right now. This week, we're also going to have our first guest speaker. How exciting! Um, Mrs Gray has managed to get to grips with the technology, hopefully. And we have the super smiley and fabulous Miss Miles, who's going to join us to talk about growth mindset and um, she's coming to help us with all those positive self-talk vibes but let's go to uh, to my little exercise first you might think it's kind of difficult right right now to think about happy moments but we're going to be looking at those happy moments as well as those sort of negative thoughts right now um did you think about all the things that you were grateful for after last week's podcast episode um, maybe we might need to use those those things later on. So to help us think about our feelings, we're going to do this exercise. You're going to need your piece of A4 paper and your pen or your pencil or your whiteboard or whatever it is that you have. Now, I want you to have your piece of paper in portrait and uh, so it's up and down the way. And I want you to draw a big circle in the middle. Now, the circle has to be quite big because you're going to be writing some words in it. So maybe about the size of, the, well, depending what age and stage you are, about the size of your hand um, or the palm of your hand. So draw that circle in the middle of the page. Then next thing I want you to do is I want you to think about something that you have lost. Now, we all lose things. Um, Mrs. Gray loses her keys quite a lot and she has this really strange feeling when she can't find her, find her phone. Um, so what sort of things could you lose? Well, for me, your phone or your keys. For you guys, maybe a favourite toy or maybe for mums and um, dads, maybe a precious piece of jewellery or um, maybe you would think about the loss of school life normality your friends your family members who you can't see right now that social interaction that's a loss uh, maybe you've lost a bookmark or or maybe you've lost um your passion for something maybe before lockdown you loved drawing or singing or playing a musical instrument and really right now you, you kind of don't you're not really interested in that maybe you've lost an extracurricular activity your swimming class or a dance class, gymnastics, taekwondo, whatever it is that you do. We're all experiencing some sort of loss and therefore this makes us all feel something. So I'm going to give you a minute to write in the circle that you drew on your piece of paper all the words that you can think of when you think about losing something. So when I lose my keys, what are the feelings running through me and what sort of words would I use to describe that? Panic, perhaps, is the first one. Annoyance, anger, maybe. So I'm going to give you a minute to think of something you've lost and then the feelings that you feel when you've lost that thing. And again, write them down in the circle in the middle of your page. So I'm going to start my timer. And let's count down a minute. So... When you lose something, maybe you lose um, a level like on your switch or whatever it is you're, you're playing, the frustration that comes from that. 
maybe maybe you've gone like I have done recently to save something on a laptop or on Google Docs and for some reason it's not saved and you can't find it again. So the feelings that come out of that that loss. We've got about 30 seconds left. So keep writing them down. Don't worry if all the words that you can really think of are just maybe the word sad. That's okay. Um, how do we feel when we've lost something? You've got about 10 seconds left. Okay, time's up. So what sort of words did you write in the middle of your circle? Um, angry, frustrated. Maybe you wrote alone, bored, scared, grumpy, short fuse, shouty, confused, curious, unsure, unsafe, overwhelmed, ignored, jealous, rejected, hurt, distant, irritated, ashamed, empty, depressed, lost, lonely, scared. These words are all words that we could use to describe the feelings of loss. And loss is what we're feeling right now. These words will really give you a better understanding of what's going on inside of your, your, your heart and your mind. Um, and understanding and recognising these specific words rather than the word sad um td is actually another good word i just thought of um this will really help you to try and process and understand what's happening right now now what i want you to do to do is to draw a big rectangle around your circle so if you if you imagine that your circle is in the middle of the page with all the words inside it and then the rectangle is kind of going to go right to the edge of the paper and and you're going to draw a rectangle right around the edges of your paper and when you look at it you might recognize it um but what I hope you've drawn is a washing machine um so in the middle where all your feelings are swirling around and then the machine is the edges that you've drawn just now so what I'd now like you to do is draw a long rectangle at the top left hand corner so that's the drawer um, that the fabric softener and your washing powder go into. So, and I, I want it to be big enough for you to write some more words in it. Um, so if you can draw that now. And once you've done that, I want you now to go to the right hand side and put some buttons and maybe put some programs um, and the on switch. Um, draw all that. And once you finish that, you'll have your own washing machine, your emotional washing machine and all those negative emotions swirling around in the tub. So how are we going to get that washing machine open? How do we open the door and to let out some of those emotions? Um, well, now I want you to write in the rectangle that you drew for the fabric softener and the washing powder. I want you to think of a time that you've had either recently or maybe you want to go back in time to when you were at school or when life was a little bit more normal. And I want you to think of a person or a moment that made you smile. Maybe it was somebody or something that happened at school or outside school. Maybe it's seeing your friends on FaceTime or you had like a family Zoom chat. Um, maybe you're speaking to someone, grand, grandma, a granddad, 
um, or an auntie and uncle that just is making you feel really great. Maybe you got a big hug from a brother or a sister or a mum, dad. Maybe you got a, a cheerful message from one of your teachers. I know there's loads of them going around. Maybe something arrived from Amazon. Um, that makes the boys in my house very excited and happy right now. Or maybe just a really great day. Maybe you heard a really good song. Maybe you had a lovely walk. My goodness, the sunshine is amazing right now. Maybe mum and dad said this morning, we're going to take out the paddling pool. Oh my goodness, how fantastic. So I want you to think of somebody, someone's name, or a time where you feel just great. And I want you to think of the words that you associate with those feelings or with that person. Um, and I want you to write that in that little rectangle where you're washing up liquid. Uh, not your washing up liquid. Don't put washing up liquid in your washing machine. Um, your fabric softener and your washing powder. Go right in that rectangle right there. I'm going to give you another minute. Okay, I'm starting my timer. On we go. So those really fabulous, positive moments. What? How do you feel? What are the words that are coming to your mind right now? <laughs> I'm laughing because I can hear my three-year-old shouting at playing pirates downstairs. <laughs> okay, we've got about 35 seconds left. <laughs> Write some of those words. They could be, oh, and someone's name as well. Really think of those people in your life that make you feel fab. Fifteen seconds. Don't worry about spelling or indeed your handwriting. This is not a literacy lesson. Three, two, one. Okay, and that is a minute up. Let me stop this. So let's have a look at your words. I hope you wrote down more than just happy. Um, so how how do we feel? What are the words that come to mind? Um, so I've written some down. Um, interested, entertained, warm, loving, loved, open, inspired, settled, calm, content, Carefree, proud, powerful, peaceful, optimistic, amused, fulfilled, liberated, important, brave, and kind. And when I think of the people in my life, you know, my friends, my mum and dad, my colleagues at Balmedi, you know, all these people, people who really make me smile. So now that you've thought of all the positive moments and how they make you feel and the people that make you feel these things, this is where we have a choice. And by putting in all these things into our little fabric softener, our washing powder drawer, putting in the, those people that make us smile and all the feelings that make us smile, the, the, the things that we do to, to make us feel those positives. If we can do more of that, um, maybe we will have less of what's going on inside the washing machine. Um, you can 
make a choice. If we're feeling some of these yucky things that we're feeling in the middle of the washing machine, maybe we can make the choice to do some of the things that make us feel the way the words in the fabric softener area um, make us feel. Like, for example, for me, uh, in my middle of my washing machine, I have the word worried. And I worry about the virus. And I worry about the virus when I read the newspapers online. So I took the action, the choice to remove all the newspaper apps from my, my phone and my iPad and to only watch the daily news briefings at five o'clock. That's where I get my information. So I've blocked speculation or whatever that's in the tabloids and I'm just watching the facts. That's what's keeping my, my worry at bay and keeping me safe. And I know what makes me feel like really positive and really awake um, is when I get up really early and I go for a walk at half past six in the morning and there's no one else around. And where I live, I'm really lucky to have a beautiful wood and some moors beside us. And when you walk right up to the top of a very, 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 very big hill and then even another big hill and then I can stand on this big rock and look to my left and I see Benahy and I look to my right and I can see the North Sea and all the wind turbines and, um, you know, little um, uh, ships and stuff waiting to come and go into the harbour. And it makes me feel, it makes me feel like I'm the only person in the world because there's nobody else around. It's beautiful. It's calm. It's still. And it makes me feel great. It makes me feel almost powerful. I know that sounds really strange, but it, it is lovely. My headphones on, listening to some great music. And all these things help me. I take control of the things that make me feel negative, And I make sure I do the things that make me feel strong emotionally. So you remember that you have a choice in what you do and what you say to yourself. Are we really using the positive talk in our heads? Are we doing things to make us feel these positive feelings? Remember, last week we talked about oxytocin and how that's the that's the love hormone that pumps through your body that makes you feel great and it helps the worry hormone, that cortisol levels fall down. So I want you to try and use the words that you put in your washing machine today when you speak to your family about how you are feeling. And that goes to the names that we put in that drawer. Who are the people in your life that make you smile? Who are the people in your life that tr you trust and who you enjoy speaking to? They will help you unpack and figure out the worries and the negativity that's in the middle of your washing machine. Sometimes that's hard to do, but maybe you could just use your picture that you've just drawn and think about using some of the words that you wrote down or that I've told you about rather than using the word or the statement, oh, I'm fine. How you're feeling right now is really important. Don't feel silly about talking about it. Um, use your maybe your worry time of the day to draw out your washing machine again and really make the choice to talk about your worries. So that was our little um, self-talk um, exercise. And we're now going to speak to Miss Miles. How exciting. And she's going to tell us a little bit about growth mindset.
Um, well, good morning, Miss Miles. How are you? I am fine, Mrs. Gray. I hope you are too. I am. It is lovely to speak to you on this very beautiful, sunny Thursday morning. You too. Um, so thank you so much for being our very first guest speaker on the Happy Head, Happy Heart podcast. It's my pleasure. It's exciting. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to launch straight in and I'm going to ask you three questions that I'm going to be asking all our little guest speakers um, when they come on. So number one, what is the best thing about lockdown? Um, I think the best thing about lockdown so far is that we've had nice weather. So we're able to go outside. Yeah, it's been lovely, hasn't it? And what about the worst thing? There's maybe a few of them. Um, no hugs. I miss hugs. Yeah, very true. That's pretty tough at the moment, isn't it? We could hug, that'd be good. Hug. Um, and what are you looking forward to doing once this lockdown is lifted? Um, seeing all of my favourite people up close, for real, not just on Skype. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite tiring watching everyone and chatting like on Zoom and stuff. So yeah, it's nice to see actual humans. <coughs> see human people would be great, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're going to talk to us today about growth mindset. So can you tell us what it is and why is it important? So growth mindset is a philosophy that encourages a positive way of thinking about learning and teaching. And the sort of basic idea of growth mindset is that your brain is like a muscle. And the more you work on your brain and work on things that you want to learn, and the more you work on different strategies um, for learning, the brain becomes stronger. Just like if you were doing physical exercise um, with your arm and leg muscles and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it states that there is no such thing as a smart person or a clever person. You cannot be innately smart or clever. Um, intelligence and success in different areas of learning and life is quite dependent on your attitude your effort and your frame of mind uh-huh. and I know lots of teachers and people employed in schools um, have done lots of reading and research into growth mindset and it's parts of it are definitely present in Balmedi school and it's something that the children will be familiar with they'll be familiar with the language around it um, even if it's maybe not kind of cloaked in the growth mindset kind of title Mm-hmm. And I wanted to share it with parents because I know a lot of people are having a bit of a tricky time at home with the transition between school and learning and kind of why am I having to do these things at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought some of the ideas around it are really nice. I use a lot of them in my classroom with my pupils. I know a lot of my colleagues do mm-hmm. included. So I just thought it might be something that's helpful. It might be a suggestion. It's something that parents can go and do their own reading into if it kind of clicks with them and their family. Mm-hmm. I, I, absolutely. And I like what you say about the, the you know, that, that muscle. And it's because um, that really goes to all sorts of mental health um, uh, issues. And the, we have to look after our brain as a muscle as much as we do our body. It's so important. Um, I guess... It, What's the link between, you know, a positive growth mindset and mistakes? So I think it's kind of changing the idea around a mistake is something that you've done wrong. Yeah. And it's kind of thinking about the fact that a mistake is something that you can learn from. You can figure out what it is that you didn't do quite right this time, that it's not a bad thing, that nobody ever expects anybody to be right all of the time teachers and parents certainly are not right all of the time um, and it kind of lifts that pressure off 
mm-hmm. feeling like their teachers and their parents want them to be right and they want them to be correct. Doing your best is not about getting it all right. Nobody who ever has been the best at anything got it right on the first go. Um, and if something's worth learning, it's worth trying and persevering with. Yeah, I I guess I, my example of that is um, my isolation project has been to make cinnamon rolls. And it's taken me nearly six weeks to, I make them every weekend, but to try and perfect the dough and the filling and the icing. And some weeks it's an absolute disaster and we really laugh about it. Um, but now, almost well, we're about to hit weekend seven, I, I really feel like I've cracked it and I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> about your best, not the best. Yeah. So you'd be totally unnatural at something completely different rather than baking maybe. Um, and that's great. That makes you who you are. Nobody expects you to be any different than that. Yeah. Um, so you talked about that difference between, oh, this is, uh, you know, school and home life. And right now we're maybe hearing that, um, oh, this isn't something I do at home from children. What what other kind of things might mums and dads be hearing at home right now? So I think certainly in school and probably definitely at home right now, we're having children who are really finding the change really overwhelming Mm -hmm. and that's completely natural but things like I can't do this I'm rubbish at this this is too hard I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. those type of statements would come from what we'd call a fixed mindset so believing that because it's difficult you can't achieve it Um, and that comes from a fear of failure a fear of making mistakes reluctance to move forward with something so growth mindset would encourage a more positive way of thinking about learning um, and like you said before, a different way of thinking about what a mistake is and what that means. Okay. So what sort of examples do you have for mums and dads or boys and girls who are listening? Um, you know, how to, instead of saying that, because I hear that a lot in my house with, with Max, who is um, primary three age. And sometimes the first time we open a Google Classroom and he reads an activity, he's like, oh, that's too hard. I'm never going to be able to do it. So what what examples of what maybe mums and dads could say to their kids or what the children could think you know, what, what have you got for us so my favorite thing that I've read about personally is um a piece I read on the power of yet and it made a lot of sense to me and certainly with my experience with the younger pupils this is something that I use with them every day so the fixed mindset statement I can't do it can be changed to a growth mindset statement by just adding the word yet I can't do this yet And that shows that the learner is aware that there is the possibility to make progress, that, you know, they're not an expert or they don't totally have it down yet. But there is time to work on that, that nobody expects them to be perfect Um, at the moment that, you know, there's progress to be made. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like that. So I can't do this yet. This is really hard right now. But, you know, it's kind of that. I guess it's almost like how we've adapted in isolation as well. It's that, you know, at the very beginning, it was it was really hard. Um, but now it seems like we've all found a bit of a normality to it all. Yeah, and time's kind of just passing and we're managing. We are doing it. Yeah. Um, whether we feel like we're acing it or not, we are getting through the days. And yeah. With learning that seems really tricky to a little too. And it just is overwhelming and it's a lot. So um, breaking things down into small chunks is better. You know, they don't have to do an entire page, do five questions and then come back a bit later or um, kind of resisting the 
urge to rub out a mistake immediately and kind of think through why the child put the answer that they did and mm-hmm. oh, it, it is it takes a lot of patience and a lot of unpicking um but yeah growth mindset is something that is definitely achievable mm-hmm. practice what other examples so we've got the yet you can't do that yet um is there other examples you've got for us um kind of what I said before about reframing what a mistake is not you know you've got that wrong well yes they have but that's okay because they're a child and they're learning um so yeah unpicking where things have gone a bit askew and getting back on track um but yeah I think the yet thing is probably the easiest thing for people to implement at home um and it's certainly something that people's who've been with me in class will be familiar with yes that's great rephrase the negativity in a more positive way it's that simple that's fantastic um and I, I think parents would find that word just so easy to to channel you know in in the learning um that's fantastic is there any other tips or advice that you can give us on growth mindset miss miles um i think at the moment be kind to yourself and kind to each other and if it's just not going to be a day where some amazing mind-bending learning happens then that is fine nobody's expecting that nobody's expecting school to be recreated at home right now Mm -hmm. the teachers and the school staff want the children to be healthy and we want them to be happy Mm -hmm. families to be safe we want to see you all back as soon as we're allowed Mm -hmm. having a low day or a dark day that is fine Mm-hmm. and you know that is treating your brain muscle kindly you know if you'd if you'd hurt your leg you wouldn't make yourself go out for a run your brain is no different mm-hmm. and it's you know having the confidence to say yeah not right now is a big part of growth mindset too we wouldn't encourage children to be learning in an unsuitable environment and mm-hmm. um, where they didn't feel safe or they were distracted so I think the same kind of thing goes for home um if your child is struggling or resisting a specific type of activity or a specific subject um I'd encourage parents to try and figure out what the reason for that might be Mm -hmm. I think if children in my class some find maths really difficult because the pressure of getting the answer right right for them and then I've got other children who find literacy difficult because it's so broad and so open-ended and everyone can have different ideas and still be right. Mm-hmm. That quite stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, so have a think about why your child is reacting to whatever it is the way they are and ask their teacher, say, is this what they would be like at school or do I need to have a talk with them? That's what we're here for. We're still here, mm-hmm. children. We're not leaving it all down to you. Mm-hmm. Wanting to do our job. Um, none of us want to be sat at home at our dining table right now on a laptop <laughs> no <laughs> and yeah kind of reframing that I can't do this to well no I know you can't do it yet but we're going to practice and then it's going to be really easy and then the next time you do it you'll be a pro mm-hmm. framing that negativity back to them with growth mindset type statements there's lots and lots and lots of resources on growth mindset online I know Twinkle have got a whole bunch of kind of child friendly growth mindset things and yeah that if parents are interested in this they can do more research for themselves there's posters for your wall there's ways to rephrase statements yeah twinkles are really good um, i think that's a good signpost isn't it it's it's um and the resources that are available available for parents are, are pretty good um on growth mindset there so that's a good place to start perhaps 
Fantastic. Well, Miss Miles, thank you so much for being my first guest and for speaking so brilliantly uh, on a subject that you are so passionate about. I'm really, really pleased um, that you joined us today. And I think the advice that you've given will be um, really well received by parents and children. And I think it's it's just that reassurance, isn't it? You know, we all we all think yes or know that we've just got to try and do our best. But to hear a, re a reassuring voice from a teacher, I think, is, is a really good thing right now. It's been my pleasure. I'm sending all my love to all our Balmedi people. We miss you loads. Absolutely. OK, Miss Miles, thank you so much. We will speak to you later on. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I really hope that you have enjoyed listening to our second episode of Happy Head, Happy Heart. Uh, tune in next week where I will be joined by Paul um, and we're going to explore some tough issues. Um, but in the meantime, stay safe, enjoy the sunshine and I'll speak with you next week. Thanks for listening. Potato.